and welcome back to Survivor Hot Takes. It is me, Coach Drew, as always, uh, joined by Emily. Emily, how are you? Oh my god, I'm amazing today. How are you? Um, fine. I'm fine. And I'm over your attitude. Every time I ask how you're doing, you're always like a two. I need you to be a twelve. Always. I'm thirty. Uh. We're joined once again, uh, I believe fifth time on, fourth or fifth time on, uh, by Cindy. Uh, Cindy, welcome back, first of all. How are you enjoying the season so far, and what is your hot take on the season up to now? I love the season so far. Um, it is probably one of my favorites in a while. And Me too! Yeah! My hot take is that I don't like Jonathan. And... I- you're dead to me already, but I, I love you dearly. <laughs> I feel very conflicted about your existence right now. Cindy. Yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. Like I can be dead to you, but um, yeah, Jonathan's not not my thing. Um, you know. So why is it why? the fact that he's like too heroic for you, or like? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, that, he's that not- challenge in itself should have changed your mind. Yeah. I'm sorry. He gives off, he gives off like James hero vibes to me where it's like everyone is like, oh, he's a hero. And it turns out that he sucks. And just every time he comes back, he's going to suck more and more and more. And we're going to be like, oh, it turns out he was an asshole. He just keeps getting better. He just keeps getting better. What do you mean? The other hot take is that she's not very high on Survivor China, which, yeah. Uh, you don't like Survivor China? I hate Survivor China. <laughs> Cindy, I thought we were friends. <laughs> we can be friends, but when you ask for hot takes, you're gonna yeah, get that's... Hot takes. I'm burned. I'm burned by your hot takes. So I, so I will say that I, I haven't gotten, I won't necessarily say that I've gotten James vibes from Jonathan as of yet. We're still early. Because um, I remember the, for the early episodes of um, China, I really liked James, and it really it, like it wasn't until Micronesia that I started to turn on James. Um, but what I will what I will say is of the challenge beasts that we've had in the history of the show so far, I Jonathan is definitely up. Like I'm not I've never been the biggest Aussie person or Joe, obviously now. Um, or anybody like that, but like Jonathan hasn't done anything overly problematic and/or just been overly arrogant as of yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, okay, go go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I think it is run problematic when someone of a minority religion is like, "Yeah, if you have any questions about like Islam, like let me know," and you're like, "Yeah, if you have any questions about Christianity, let me know." Like, no one has questions about Christianity. We all like in his own wholesome way. I, I totally know what you're like, yeah, like I, I totally agree with you. Like totally. I think that like it, it also kind of boils down to like the matter of intent. Like I don't think he was trying to be like you I know, don't think like, he was trying to be yeah, problematic. Asserting, but... yeah, asserting his problematic. Yeah. I think he was just trying to like find a way to bridge like a building block or like find find a way to kind of connect in terms of like religion. You know what I mean? Yeah, well I'm like um, if I met him in person, I'm sure he's lovely in person, but as like a character on the show seeing that, I was just like, no, no, not my I would I'm die out. for him. He's had like a few of the most iconic moments so far. You gotta hand it to him for that. At least like in, in season 42. Like that challenge in itself, like m- literally whenever we're looking at the challenge, what there was, there were four people who were able to complete the challenge. And the only reason that four people were able to complete the challenge in its entirety was because Jonathan literally carried them on his back. Because um, of the white savior. I'm sorry. That was 
totally a joke. <laughs> totally a joke. <laughs> what? Um, so, um, so that's like one piece. And then like the, the triangle piece, like obviously it was an endearing, like it definitely wasn't his best moment, but it was endearing, you know? You like, 11 triangles? I have 11. Like, that was a great moment. I loved every second of that moment. At it that was. point, I was high on Jonathan. Because being See, like, so let's just keep riding that high, Cindy. All right, so, to the episode, to, to the episode, I guess we can start with, uh, we can start with the challenge. Um, oh you know, the way that the trailer, like, they do this a lot, and we always fall for it. The way the trailer made it seem like, it seemed like, wow, this is going to be, like, monumental, whatever is about to happen. It was a little bit of a wet fart, but it was still, I still uh, was surprised that they actually did pause the challenge to just say, hey, screw it, do it from here. Um, and honestly, as I'm sitting there, I'm like, I hope, I hope it's not the green tribe. I refuse to learn their names. Uh, I hope it's not the green tribe, uh, as always, cause that's where all the, that's where all the fun is. And, uh, lo and behold, uh, we, we, as the, as the spokesperson for the green tribe, we have to go to tribal and that's where the fun begins. Actually, the fun starts a little bit earlier with, uh, <laughs> Daniel losing the idol. <laughs> Uh, I sat here last week and I said, as long as Daniel shuts up, yeah, huh? Oh yeah, it was yeah, two days ago. As long as Daniel just shuts up and doesn't try to make all these big moves and like get neurotic and everything that he ended up doing in this episode, he would be fine. Yeah, and immediately he goes and loses Mike's idol and like is like nagging mike to say hey can i can i read it can i read it and mike's like dude like f off basically um and dan even brings up at tribal skipping ahead oh i'm not gonna win survivor 42 because i'm neurotic basically i think i don't know if neurotic was the exact word but he said that he was paranoid and he like couldn't trust like both paranoia and his gut at the same time yeah. Um, and that was like his big issue. And like that in itself, honestly, like we, I, it is a blessing from the survivor gods that this happened because last week, whenever I was watching, uh, the season, whatever, or actually on Tuesday, whenever we, we hung out last, I was like, Oh God, I'm so scared. Like Mike is definitely the big target unless Danny does something flashy and Danny didn't just give me a flash or a spark. He gave me a whole 4th of July show. And I am yeah. so grateful to the survivor gods for bestowing this upon me for my fantasy league. So Cindy thoughts, thoughts on Daniel. Uh, just yeah. over so far. Thoughts on, well, I wanted to comment. I know it's skipping ahead, but no, good. In in tribal, when Daniel was like, "I'm paranoid," and then Jeff's like, "Who calms you?" and he's like, "Chanel and my mom and Mike." I'm like, "Sit here, like you're trying to get high, yeah." To his vote with Chanel, or with Lydia, I mean. And mm. you're saying that the other side calms you? Are you fucking kidding? Like, <laughs> absolutely no. And like that, that in itself. Like the the biggest the biggest qualm with um with him in general is that he picked one piece of the entire tribe to focus on and in reality like if he was able to at least speculate or like divert like he can trust a few different people to keep everyone feeling at ease like I feel like it would have looked differently for him by the time they had to go to the rock situation rocks gate 
Rocksroy. Rocksroy. Pretty shitty if they went to Rocks without Rocksroy there. Uh, so moving back, Daniel is very neurotic throughout the episode. Uh, they lose the challenge. Chanel goes off uh, to the summit, and we're left with the other five members of the tribe. And it seems pretty simple. There's not much scheming going on. It's just, is it going to be Lydia Chlamydia, or is it going to be Jenny? And these were not my favorite options to be on the block, because these are two of my more favorite people on that tribe. And quick pause, don't mean to interrupt you, but I just no. want to also make a note here. From On Tuesday, I told you the only two people I didn't put votes on because I was so confident in their security was both my queen, Lydia, and Jenny, who's also equally fabulous. Um, and I'm devastated. Like, uh, the irony in that just blows my mind. You brought this on them. This basically, it's basically... Yeah, basically, it's basically your fault. Um, so, the... This, I'm, I'm so glad, I guess, I'm glad that they finally did get to go to Tribal because we actually got to see these dynamics that they've talked about but we've never actually seen because they haven't been put in this situation. And it, it did at least come off as if there was this, there, there, was, the, there was the three duos, but it did seem like that middle duo and that they were going to be the swing. And I, I'm glad because Chanel was in that middle duo. Now, I'm sad now because she is absolutely screwed, possibly I, going into next I week. Can I ask about something yeah. with Chanel? Like what, like, so, okay, prior to her getting to Tribal, okay, we talked about how she went to the summit with um, Omar, right? And, like, or is it, yeah, it is Omar, right? Or is it Omar? I, I feel like I always mess what? it up. call him Omar? I've heard other people call him Omar. So I have anxiety because I don't know. If, I feel so bad. I'm calling them the wrong name. Anyway, so they they meet okay at the summit, and it was really evident. And there was so much pretext before she went to make her decision, saying like, "I can't I do this. I can't risk, risk my, my vote. vote. I will not risk my vote." And then she said, "I came to make big moves, bitches. Swerve, right? Like, and so like, I, my question for you guys is." Why did she do that in the first place? You know, like I like if, if she was so set on on not risking her vote, understanding full well that Mike didn't have his vote and they were thoroughly dependent on her and her vote. Why did she make a move that wasn't just risky? It was detrimental and wrong. Like everyone knew it was wrong. Come on. Sandy. I'm very I'm very confused by her logic of like, I just sat here. I went up this whole summit. I knew exactly like. Like, I listened to Jenny's, like, exit interview, and she's like, yeah, I told them exactly what happens. So she knew you risk your vote or you protect it going in there. She discussed right. it. She discussed it with Omar. They they had the conversation. She's like, it's just way too important where I am on this tribe for me to risk my vote. And then somehow she thinks that Omar is going to interpret that as she's definitely risking her vote and I need to protect it. Like, yeah, like she, she. I think she was like, she. I feel like she was try. What she was trying to do and what she did were two very different things. I yeah, think she was trying to say to Omar like, "Hey, like I'm in a weird spot, so I really need any advantages that mm. come my way." And instead, she was like, "Hey, I'm not doing anything weird. I'm definitely protecting it." 
Daniel played worse though. So you think that it was more of like a loss in translation? Like he heard her differently than how she was actually going to Well, act. I think she spoke differently than how she thought. Than she how she was. wanted to. Yeah. Okay, like, okay, I think no. he heard her perfectly clear. We all heard what she said. And yeah. I don't think she thought she said it. Like, you know, when right. you say something and you go back and you're like, that's not. Yeah, that's not exactly what I do that all the time. Yeah. And I think that like the other thing here as well is thinking about like a lot of the new time, like the first time players we all know are people who are a lot more excited about every single opportunity in their way. They don't, they, they don't think as much as they react. You know what I mean? So like in my, like she probably, once she saw an opportunity that she probably won't get again, you know, she jumped on it knowing they thinking that it may benefit her game in some way, but instead it was more of a curse. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, yeah. it does. And that's why, you know, I, I've sat on here almost every week over the last year, year and a half, um, basically shitting on this this perception that you have to make big moves. And yeah. especially pre-merge when it's probably better if you just kind of lay low. Chill, just chill. Don't be don't be the person that everyone is looking at is like, oh wow, this person's playing too hard. Yeah. Because that's what's happened. That's what happened to Daniel, and that's what's about to happen to Chanel, probably going to next episode, because she got she, you know, she she did this thing and she got caught with her pants down basically at tribal. Yeah. Where, you know, Daniel's saying, Hey, hey, like back me up on this. You said this, right? And she's like, it's not yeah. about me. And it's like, okay, that definitely I was still, I was still more annoyed with Daniel and out of the two, uh, and I do yeah. think that he played it worse in the episode. But I don't think that Chanel can come out of this smelling like roses because all it's going to take is Daniel to like get a couple of people or one person on his side and say, "Hey, right. this is all Chanel's fault. Let's go after her." I, I agree with you, and I think like I'm, I'm going to continue to build off of the question that you shared a little bit earlier um, from Kim. Uh, hey, Kim. Um, and also, Hopi. Hey, Hopi. Um, those two of my besties. Hey, guys. Um, so um, Kim asked the question, you know, who played it worse in this episode, Chanel or Daniel? And that's something that I think that a lot of the time in broad daylight, like a lot of people will be like, Daniel. Daniel played it much worse because he was the one who was caught, like, um, being tripped up at a lot of his words. He fought, like, X, Y, and Z. He lost his biggest ally. He he lost the trust of the people who were his, like, second-tier allies. And then in addition to that, he bent and broke and then betrayed his other ally, you know? So every single way he kind of bent and broke that trust. Um, I think that Chanel also got caught in a lot of lies, though. And I think that, like, she did a better job kind of deflecting it and putting more of the blame on Daniel by not giving him a name. That, in my opinion, was more genius than um, letting Daniel kind of get caught in, in all those lies. But um, so I got, but I guess, like, in my opinion, I still think that Daniel did a worse job just because, like I said, like, flashy moves get attention, but it doesn't, it, it's not always good attention. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah. My thing is, I feel like Daniel had more choices to make because he had a vote. So he had more choices to make. And at every move, he made the worst possible choice for True. Uh, so like, true, sis. Like, Chanel comes and she's like, I don't have a vote. And at that point, in my opinion, you say, we don't have the votes. We got to vote Jenny out. Like, yeah, we can't do this. And then instead of doing that, he votes... Lydia uh, tries to vote Lydia out knowing he doesn't have the numbers in this weird two-on-one scheme that was the most obvious thing I've ever seen 
on the planet. And she was so tense. Like you could totally notice it. Like whenever she came back, she was like, well, we can't do that. We can't do that. She didn't even acknowledge like High's logic made so much sense. So she couldn't even try to deflect that. Yep. Yep. So Daniel had that opportunity to, to veer and he didn't. Chanel also had the opportunity and she didn't. So that's like on both of them. But then at the revote, he has the perfect opportunity knowing, knowing he's not going to rocks. Right. To flip and then just say, hey guys, look, yes, Lydia, I voted for you on the first one. I thought Mike, Chanel, and Jenny were all voting for you. And I really didn't want to go to rocks. Like, I'm right. really sorry, but that's just not where we're at right now. But the moment that I saw they didn't have votes, I flipped on them because I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. Chanel would not do it. And that's on her. And I'm against her now. Like, let's go. Because she didn't tell me she wouldn't have a vote. That's right. when you throw Chanel under the bus. Not sticking to your guns and then throwing her under the bus. And, oh my God. And the way that Chanel handled it too was like, she, like, I am so, I know that I say this every episode, but I am so excited for next Wednesday to watch her just like ream him. Cause this man is toast. Like put him in a toaster. He is done. We'd hope so. Or at least that's what it looks like. But for all we know, they go on a winning streak and they don't have to go back to tribal again. Yeah. Like, so here, can I, like, another question with that is, okay, so considering now the people that we have, we have Chanel, we have Lydia, we have Daniel, hi, and Mike, okay? Keeping these people in mind, who, if, if they did go back next time, is Daniel for sure the next one out? Or do we think that Chanel's even more of a target because she doesn't have the same relationships that Daniel has? I would think my gut would say Daniel's in a worse spot because I mm -hmm. think for Chanel, it's really easy to just put the, he's a flip-flopper, get rid of him. I've got no one. You guys know I have no one, but yeah. he is making these relationships that I can't make. And right. if he gets far enough, this is going to be forgotten. Yeah, mm -hmm. very true. And I'll also throw in Lydia and Hi are like, they're on a bad spot, but they did basically just out themselves as like, very tight and that's a good if, point if the other three just said oh yeah let's do that i don't think that's what's going to happen but they could just band together and say oh you know what like for the greater good let's get rid of this power duo i don't yeah. think that's what's going to happen i do i do think it'll be dan that's in the most trouble um but that's also pretty biased because chanel's my winner pick uh so i don't want her to be in any type of trouble next week um if it makes you feel better Mariah was my winner pick, and she's gone. Oh no, Cindy! I'm sorry. Oh hey, wait. Can I can I do one more really quick thing? Because we don't know who gets voted out. You know. Um. So you know how every week I tell you guys, um, Cindy. I don't know if you know this. Um. So I, I made a ranking system, and I ranked everyone. Um. For the last, uh, you know, based on like how I think they would do on challenges, camp strategy, and social, and I gave them like a four point ranking system for each one, and averaged it out. Okay. And then um we had uh Jen Jenny go home and she was one of my lowest ranking ones so so far my system is working people that i'm doing such a good job on my system <laughs> are you proud i like i can't believe that i'm my practical well, but you said, okay but also last word didn't you say that jackson was at the top of that but that one that didn't predict injury and uh and getting removed it, it didn't matter but i'm really proud of myself because i made it pretty far <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, uh, the whole episode is the fact that I know a lot of people are really high on Jenny, 
And like, I know that our opinions really don't matter. They don't at all. But uh, the fact that so many people were standing Jenny and for her to go home so early, one, I think that it'll, uh, you know, that just shows how exciting the season has been so far where someone's, a, a large majority of people's winner pick went home this early. But also, the season's going to be insane. Like, I didn't watch the episode live. Uh, in fact, I didn't. I usually watch it at midnight. I didn't get a chance to watch it at midnight. I watched it today around 5 p.m. And all night, people are blowing up my phone saying, did you watch? Did you watch? Did you watch? Uh, today, watch? Did you watch? No, I didn't watch. I have to stay off of Twitter uh, and everything else. And I'm just like, you know, everyone's saying, oh, yeah, just let me know when you get to tribal. Okay, cool. And this is one of those things where it was hyped up. And it definitely lived up to it because I spent the entire time thinking, holy shit, they're actually going to go to rocks on day seven. I, I was convinced that they really? were not going to go unanimous. Excuse me. They had, I was convinced they were not going to go unanimous and that they were going to go to rocks. And in my head, I thought that it would probably be Daniel that went home. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that, like, I think, like, I, I was really shocked, like, to see how closely they were able to stick to their guns. But I don't think that Daniel is the type of, I mean, he, he actually is surprised me, but, like, I don't know if it's in, like, a positive way. Like, like, Homeboy's a lawyer, right? Like, he, like, he's supposed to be able to articulate a lot of these different arguments to be able to see both sides and present his feelings. And Homie got caught, like, on every single angle. So, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't look good for him um, at all. I want to say, like, at least for a while, he wasn't in arbitration. So he wasn't doing that type of lawyer. He was a court clerk for a while in Ann okay. for a judge that I don't like. So oh, Okay, so we still hate him. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm no, just kidding. No, we I don't hate him. him. I don't hate no, him. No, no, no. You just hate Jonathan, Sydney. Yes. <laughs> well, and so going off of, going back to the tribal, I guess, um, as much as this episode has been hyped up, and for good reason, as much as this tribal has been hyped up, and for good reason, um, once again, the the advantages rear their ugly head, uh, and I think, obviously, the reason that Jen, Jenny uh, goes home is because of these advantages, and then, you know, I will sit here every week and say, I think there are too many advantages, I don't think that's a hot take, I think most people agree with that at this point, um, and it sucks, because she... I've seen the Michelle Yee comparison uh, from Fiji, where it's like Michelle got screwed off of an uh, advantage that had nothing to do with anything. And I think this is kind of the same thing, where it's like, Ginny was in a great spot, and then all of a sudden, her biggest ally doesn't have a vote, and someone that probably would have voted with her also didn't have a vote. And all of a sudden, she goes home through no fault of her own. Um we actually we had a question on that as well um, from uh, Cobra Kai Kid. Hey, Cobra Kai Kid, you're getting a shout out. What's up? Um, he said um, a little bit ago, uh, what do you guys think about all the twists in the season? So this kind of like blends off of that. You know, we, we've talked about that a little bit. You know, um, I, I do think that, I mean, yeah, Jenny definitely got screwed. She was a really, really great player who was really promising socially. Um, but I also just like, I think that, in general, that that is kind of the point of Survivor. Honestly, this time I kind of disagree with you, Andrew, because I think that like the twists here actually are what made the tribal. Like they were able to make it yeah, into a 20 yeah. minute segment, almost half of the episode, um, being able to feature those different, um, like all the different sides and the possibilities. And that really added to theatrics. So 
for me, I lived for it. I thought that that actually was what contributed to the excitement. Well, and, and so I will compare it to, because the advantage getting tribal is actually pretty fun as well until it's not, uh, you know, but, and that's kind of how I compare this one. It's like, it's just that that happens in game changers, which is shit. Yeah. And this one's having 42, which so far is pretty good. Right. Um, so I, I do think that historically this will be looked at as one of the better tribals that have ever happened. Yes. People will kind one of, of the best. People will try, uh, people kind of glance over all the events that got to this point with all the advantages and disadvantages. Um, but I do think that, yes, just because it added to the narrative doesn't necessarily make it uh, the advantages themselves good. Does that make sense? No, no, that makes sense. I'm going to come down. I think Josh has a great comment. Um, yeah. But also, I think, like, like I agree that it's it's her allies that really let her down because yeah. Elle and Daniel did fail her as well as Mike. Mike it didn't say anything the whole time. We were on it, like yeah. right. And Chanel literally knew that she was risking her vote and chose to do that. So, like, that's an issue with the allies you're treating. But on top of that, I think that this is advantages working the way that we kind of want them to, and that might be a hot take. But we want these advantages in here to help minorities, like minority alliances, have a shot at things and. Lately, I feel as though what has really bothered me with advantages in Survivor is that they're, they've been helping a majority. There's mm -hmm. a lot of times where the majority has all of the advantages and it's just like, well, they're yeah. just going to be doing their little thing and we can predict it. This with the disadvantages has really helped to, particularly in this instance, have it work the way that like the original idol was supposed to where you're on the bottom but you still have a shot and then survivor evolved and it's like we can figure out how to make sure minorities doesn't get an advantage by just babysitting them and also the fact that like the majority alliances are the ones who got the disadvantages which is not something that we see very frequently actually go into effect and negatively affect a majority to this kind of detriment like mike lost his ability to vote chanel said that she had her ability but lied about it and got caught in broad daylight you know um so that in itself brought them down which is why i really do like the the three different tribes because again there is nowhere to hide everyone really does develop their own identity um especially in a season like this and there is like and this really helps to push your strategic game and your strategic survival um so i think that it was a beautiful already huh are we down to 14 already there was it's we started with 18 we lost jackson we lost zach we lost yeah mariah and um uh we lost uh yeah jenny today or yesterday merging in two weeks theoretically yeah they could wow. normally don't they they normally merge at about 12 right yeah I would, assume, yeah I would assume 12 or 11 those are kind of the merge numbers so do we, do we think there's going to be a swap or no? No, there's no. not going to be. No, no. I think it's very similar to last season's format. Um, I don't think that they changed much. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that they're. I and think they got rid of the hourglass, but did no. they get rid of the hourglass? Are you sure? No, I'm not we'll, sure. We'll, but I we'll think find out. My God, well, <laughs> and I, I guess as we, as we start to wind down here, I do want to quickly touch on Jeff. 
uh, in this episode. It was weird. Like, obviously, we don't see everything, but when High goes, where are all the votes? And Jeff seems pissed that High would ever ask a question like that. Yeah. And like, why? That's a that's a pretty that's a dumb question, huh? Yeah, that's a. In this a, tribe a, of six, you should be expecting me to read two votes. Come on, high. I know he was so confused. I think honestly, it's just the exhaustion. I mean, he doesn't get any nutrients at all anymore, right? Because he like barely eats, especially with, because he's just trying to find oh, yeah. You know, oh poor guy. He what? looks so disheveled. <laughs> But Jeff just reacted as if this guy just asked the stupidest question that's ever happened. Like, really? Like, yeah. Like, uh, just go back and watch that scene. I'm pretty sure there's a gif of it at this point. Like, Jeff looks at him like he's dumb. I was like, oh, what do you, what do you mean? I'll explain it to you, man. Uh, uh, what happened was we like, screwed up. And, Jeff Probst. and now two people with advantages or that went for advantages in, in one case – have to out themselves as having something, and I, I, I mean, I. You would hope that they had planned for that, but just the way it went down, it didn't seem like they did. Because, like, I don't. Because I would never have thought like this situation through if I didn't have a vote. Even I wouldn't think through it. Ties it revotes and ties again, and then we have to come to a unanimous decision. But. I don't have a say in the unanimous decision. Like, right. I don't think anyone goes that far. I And we've never seen it get this far before. I think the furthest that we saw was in Second Chance whenever Keith, like, was like, I'll go to the house. I'll like, go to the house. Keith, <laughs> so I tweeted that out earlier. They're like, somewhere Keith is offering to go to the house. I retweeted that, so that's probably <laughs> where you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I um, love him. I love him. So, uh, Cindy, where does this tribal council fall for you? Like, if you had to do an all-time list, what what other tribals would you put this next to? What would you make it comparable to? Yeah, I mean, I I recency bias. Um, so for me, this is up with the Bing. Um, yeah, okay. And yeah. versus Goliath. Yep, and it's up there with the Parvati. You know, I wouldn't want to be here without my little villains. Um, for me, I don't know that it'll stay up there, but recency bias, those are like, these are going to be the three tribals that stick out in my mind. I love that. Yeah, definitely. I think that like mine, uh, me, me and Andrew got into a fight earlier today because um, I told him he was wrong. He was like, well, I think that it'll be memorable for like a couple seasons. I'm like, absolutely not. Like this, this um, specific tribal council, I feel is going to change the entire trajectory of, of 42 because not only are, are all of these duos entirely split now, um, it's going to completely shape who the new villain is, um, what they look for, and also completely changes people's visions of Chanel. So I think that it's going to change 42 in general, but it literally had everyone just standing up in shock because you had no idea where it was going to go next. And um, Abby, you brought up an excellent point. Not only did it completely change and create a new villain, it created a new victor. High has become this person who is certainly in a minority situation he had so much uh, against him and he stayed true to the one thing and the one person he believed in which we all would we would all give up our lives for Lydia right like and that in itself has created a brand new victor and a new unit that people are going to want to aspire to continue to collaborate with so I think this is going to be something that goes down for years and years 
Okay, I can't top that. It's probably like my top ten. All right, top ten. Get out of here. Top five. I think the fact that all of us were receiving texts from everyone we knew. Yeah. Like, yes. did you see that? Did you? Who who saw it? Like every survivor group text I'm a part of, it was like, who watched live? Like, and I'm just like no spoilers. <laughs> don't say anything. I texted you immediately. You like don't talk to me. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Uh, so uh, to wrap it up, uh, what are we looking forward to going into next week? Who do you think is besides the two obvious people? Is there anybody else that we think might be in trouble in either this tribe or any other tribe? I know the one tribe doesn't exist. Um, but do, on the tribe that doesn't exist, I think Roxroy could be in trouble. We think that anyone That's, is in yeah. Rox Roxroy is probably toast if um if they get to if Blue gets featured again. Um, I think that if if we're looking at um uh, the orange tribe, like I. I, 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 I hate to I hate to say that Marianne also might be a target, but it also to me it seems like you know if she's trying to go against the duo between Jonathan and Omar, it's um, two against one, you know. Um, so those are my predictions. I'll probably be wrong. Yeah, those would have been my two predictions as well. Oh, Cindy, look at us reuniting after our big feud against Jonathan. After our feud, who's <laughs> the new winner pick now that Mariah's gone? I mean, I, I, so Andrew knows this. I do a woman and a man winner pick every season. Um, I love my that. two were Jackson and Maria. So I, oh, no. yeah, I'm just kind of like flying out here. And what so are you going to do? I'm feeling like Hi and Lydia are taking over for me. And it's mostly because like fellow vegan, like loved Hi's little moral dilemma and everything about Hi is perfect. Um, and Lydia is. Hilarious. Um, bitches awesome. get over here. Follow like, her on Twitter. Yes, of course. <laughs> Excellent answer. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for coming back as always. Uh, we will probably, and I'm probably, we will have you back right around the merge. Uh, thank you all for tuning in as always. Uh, make sure to follow us on YouTube and the Spotify and whatever the kids are listening to. And Twitter. Uh, and follow us on Twitter. Um, and yeah, until next time, we will see y'all on the other.